You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Thursday, it was announced that the game will be staying in Tampa Bay on Sunday night football between the Bucks and the Chiefs. We heard from offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, special teams coordinator Dave Tobe, as well as center Creed Humphrey and punter Tommy Townsend. We'll go in that order, starting with Eric Bieniemy, followed by Steve Spagnolo, then Dave Tobe. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Creed Humphrey and Tommy Townsend. Here's Eric Bieniemy. How y'all doing? Uh, first of all, let me start this off real quick. Uh, I just wanted to say this to the people out in Florida. Uh, sending prayers to the families in that, in that region. As a person who was born and grew up there as a little kid um, and watching my family have to go through uh, what they had to go through with Katrina, I'm very sensitive to what's taking place there. I'm just hoping and praying that all the rescue and recovery efforts are, are going as planned. Um, praying for those families for resiliency. Uh, moving forward, okay, and kind of going backwards, but congrats to the Colts, okay? They did everything they needed to do. We got exactly what we deserved. We got our asses kicked. We didn't play very well. We didn't coach very well. We're much better staff, and we're a much better team than what we displayed. I expect our guys to handle their business this week in practice. I thought yesterday we came out and practiced with a purpose. We had some intent behind what we were doing. And sometimes you need a little bit of humility to get you focused and going in the right direction. So with that said, I'm all ears. Coach, what, can you tell us what the exchange with Patrick was like, what you were trying to say to him at the end of the half, and maybe what he was, in, in, in words that are okay, uh, you're saying back maybe. Here's the thing. So obviously we have a protocol. We're talking through the headsets. Here's what I love about Pat. Pat is a competitor. You guys have heard uh, what I've said in the past about it. You want them that way. That's how you want them. You want to finish every drive in the end zone with a score. At that particular time as a staff, we decided, you know what, we're getting the ball, you know, uh, to start the second half off. So we just want to take a knee. So obviously, you know, Pat being the competitor that he was, that he is, you know, he wasn't ready to hear that. But at that particular time, I was just trying to calm the storm. Y'all know how I am. You guys have seen me erupt. So if it would have been a true eruption, <laughs> I think you guys would have recognized that. But uh, after that, that was, that was it. Coach, do you have to coach that position different? Like, I know, like, the running back, picking up a blitzing linebacker is a physical and probably brings a – you need an emotion to – to do that. It's more of a cerebral position with the quarterback. Do you, do you have to coach Pat or any quarterback differently than you would say a running back or a lineman? No, I think you coach the individuals different because everybody's different. Everybody can't handle certain things or everybody's built differently. So you just want to make sure that you know exactly which buttons that you can push 
with certain people. And so that's the beauty about being a coach is making sure that you know the environment of everybody that there is on your team. And that's, I mean, we spend a lot of intimate time together. So, and I encourage all our coaches to make sure that we know the people because if you know the people, okay, you can get great production out of the players. Is he, is he, is he afraid to be coached hard? Because, you, know, you know, you get this, you get the same where right now social media, there's one former player who has something, it seems to have something against you, talks about the way that you've seen the coach that players don't like. But everybody else seems to love you. So is, is it a manner in which how you talk to a particular player, how you talk to players, or, or, or can they not take the tough coaching from you? Yes, you can coach players hard, okay? And certain players deserve to be coached hard. But one thing that you got to understand is different situations and how you handle and how you react. So as far as coaching, we're coaches. Our job is to make sure that our players are doing exactly what we want them to do. All right. On top of that, we've been doing this for a long time. So if there's an issue, we can have that discussion at the appropriate time. So, and then when it's all said and done with, too, I think that's getting left out of this conversation. The head man has 51% of the vote. So whenever the head man says, hey, this is what we're going to do, then that's what we're going to do. Eric, were you, were you just relaying a message that Andy had made that decision? Are you the middleman in that conversation, I guess? And, uh, we as a staff made that decision. So, and you got to understand, when I'm on the headsets with everyone, we're talking about, hey, you know what, let's just get out of this half. So we all decided as a staff to make sure, let's just get out here, let's go regroup. Let's make sure that we can get our guys focused and come out and play. I guess the question is why, because Patrick starts that conversation with you, right? He mm -hmm. doesn't start it with you. He's always going to talk to me because I'm in direct communication with him. And then, like I said, he started that conversation with you. I've heard that conversation started in the locker, halftime locker room. The conversation happened. <laughs> One thing you guys got to notice and, and notice about me, I have no problems with players getting emotion and feeling how they feel. Okay, I embrace that. I embrace the energy and the emotion that they bring because the thing that you don't want to do is take that away. Now, could it be handled a little bit differently professionally? Yes. But in that heat in the moment, you want your guys to, to, to be guys that want to go out and be the very best, who wants to come away uh, victorious at, 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 at any means necessary. So the exchange that we had, who cares? <laughs> it, it really doesn't matter. Because when, when it's all said and done with, we're going to talk uh, a, a minute or two later and, and talk about exactly what we need to do. And so there is no personal issues. You know, you just keep it moving forward. And what you're saying, it sounds like you're saying it wasn't something needed to be talked about in any way later. Not at all. I'm sure if you watch film, you guys will see emotional uh, exchanges every weekend that take place. I happen to be an emotional guy. <laughs> you mentioned how you have, you have the headman has 51% um, of, the, of the vote here, Andy. How often would you say that maybe you get the reins and you get 51% of the, the play calling, if, if at all, and how much do you relish those opportunities? Well, sometimes I get 51%, sometimes I might get 52%. But then you got to understand, if I got 52%, uh, the head man still has that 48%, and he might pull, pull rank at times. So... <laughs> But you guys got to understand, we have a great line of communication. We pride ourselves on doing a great job. Obviously, um, that result has nothing to do with what took place. We lost that game because 
our guys wasn't ready. And because our guys wasn't ready, that falls on us as a coaching staff. So our job is to make sure that our guys understand the importance of taking care of the little things. And when you got a lot of young players and you got a new environment, it's our duty not to take that moment for granted. Okay? So not only was it a great lesson for our players, it was also a great humbling experience for us. And so we got to make sure that we're on top of everything, just like we have been in the past. But I'll go backwards to say this. Sometimes you need a little humility in life to get you focused on the direction which you need to head. Well, Coach, talk about humility. Last time you played Tampa, you told me privately they kicked you all the ass in the Super Bowl. That being the case, how focused are you all, how prepared do you have you all going against the defense, number one in the league, Todd Bowles? I mean, talk about this upcoming game and what you're going to be facing. Todd Bowles does an outstanding job. Obviously, he's been in this league for a long time. Uh, he's been a great defensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach slash defensive coordinator. He has a great staff. And guess what? They're doing a hell of a job on defense. So when you turn on the tape, our guys know you got to line up and play. It's going to be one of those games. It's going to be a 60-minute dogfight and made the best team win. Coach, um, some of the younger players said they noticed just a little bit more intensity, and the veterans have talked to them about, hey, they kicked us our butts in the Super Bowl. We haven't forgot. We're looking forward to this opportunity. The youngsters are saying they feel that. But you're also looking at a team that their game ended the wrong way, too. They, they're coming off frustration. So you've got two gladiators coming together who are off games they weren't happy about having a rematch on the biggest stage. So what are you expecting in this? Well, here's the thing, and I say this, and I say this respectfully and humbly, okay? I don't care what took place with them. The only thing I know, we got this dirt on our shoulders. And the only way that we can get this dirt off our shoulders is to make sure when we come to work every single day, we're going to be the best player in that training room as far as getting my mind, body, and soul uh, ready to go play a physical football game. We're in that classroom. It's my job to make sure I'm presenting the right information and getting them ready and prepared to have a complete understanding of what we're expecting. As a player, I want our players to make sure they're detailing all the notes, and then when it's time to practice, we're not taking anything for granted. And when it's all said and done, we're putting the right effort, the right attitude and determined mindset on tape that if we go out and do everything that we're capable of doing, you know what? We got a chance. We'll give ourselves a chance to have a chance. No, I'll just say this. The Colts kicked our ass, and we got exactly what we deserved. And kudos to the Colts. They did exactly what they needed to do. Just like you guys know this because you guys have been working in this profession for a long time. You're just not good enough to think that you can just show up and win. That's the lesson in all of it. So if you want to be great, you have to learn how to take care of business every single day. And as a staff, it's our job to make sure that our players are staying on top of that. But on top of that, we got to make sure that we're holding each other accountable and we're holding our players accountable because indirectly we all impact each other's lives. So we got to make sure that we're staying on top of the little things to help us moving forward. Last two, Adam and Sharon. You said a minute ago sometimes you need a little humility to get your focus back. Was that a problem last week maybe? Do you feel like guys maybe weren't focused enough? And, and this is sort of maybe getting them – in, if you will. No, I, I felt going into the game we were focused, but 
Obviously, we didn't have the attention, the details that was needed to go out and execute to give ourselves a chance to come away with a victory because there was a lot of mistakes made. And I don't place all that blame on the players. That's on us as a coaches, because as a staff, because we got to make sure that they're ready. And then our great players got to stand up and make plays. We have to make sure that we're doing all the little necessary things that's going to help us to be the best team that we can be on Sundays. And, I, and, I, and I'll, I'll say this as well. Our leaders will continue to lead. They know exactly what took place. Not a lot has to be said from, uh, from us as a staff because you can hear it in the, the small circles and the conversations that are taking place. You, when you were talking about the Patrick, you know, thing, you said, at the end of the day, who cares? Yes. And, and, and I get that point, but you, you've also interviewed for jobs. Do owners care? When, you, when you've had those conversations, is, is relationship with not just players, but franchise but quarterbacks? You know what? That's a great question for the owners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was, I, I was standing out there. Uh, anyway, uh, on to the next one. I, I don't have. I don't have. I'll let. I'll just open up for questions. Um, we just got done with our walkthrough, and we're anxious to get out there and do some third down today. Well, are, you, uh, are you surprised at all with how your defense is playing first, uh, first three games in? Or this is what you expect. Uh, listen, I'm always of the mindset that we can play better. So I'd like to see us do some things. But I'd like to see us finish that game better and. Actually, finish all the games better because if I go back to all three of them, uh, we gave up a touchdown in Arizona at the end. Didn't mean much. Um, the one against the Chargers did mean something. You know, we're onside kick away from being back out there again, and certainly we wanted to play better at the end of this game. I mean, there's a lot of good things in there before that, but I'm, we're going to be hard on each other, and that would be the thing I'd be pointing to. You had said going back to OTAs, you were kind of racing the clock to get everything ready for the regular season. You now, through three games, are, are you, you feel like you guys are maybe ahead of that schedule? On schedule, behind schedule? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. It's, it's hard for me to listen. I always want to be at gear ten on day one, you know. Um, but I'm realistic enough to know that this, in this league, it you know it takes a little time. I've always said that it takes the first quarter of the season to figure out what you have in players and where you should put them. We got a couple three pieces missing. Um, you know, we got to get Trent back and Mike Dana, right? Willie's not here right now, so we want to get those pieces back in there. But the guys that have stepped on. Stepped up and done a nice job. You've a little more, I think, against Andy than you normally do. Was that the game plan, or was it just because, hey, this is working well? Yeah, I mean, we we blitzed early and had some success, and we were just kind of the, you know, we wanted to attack that old line a little bit, and some of the things they had or had not done we had seen, and most of them worked out pretty good. Coach, every year I ask you about Tom Brady. <laughs> and here you go again. Maybe you didn't have to ask me last year because we didn't play That's him, right. right? Yeah. But every time you play, I ask <laughs> you about Tom Brady. Um, the guy keep, keeps getting older, but he still keeps producing. So any let-up in no. anything you see with this? The th and we were talking about it. I mean, uh, you know, we've played other quarter quarterbacks that have been in the league a long time. I'm ticking my words uh, carefully here. And normally you'd see a drop-off in arm strength or they don't throw it to the sideline and, you know, you can pack it in, et cetera, et cetera. Not so with Tom. I, I think he's throwing the ball as good as he ever has. He's accurate as he ever has been. And he's still throwing the ball deep. I don't see any, and he's always been a sit in the pocket, on the spot, relied on his arm strength. That hasn't changed. It's not like he ever relied on, you know, being a, 
guy that can out of the pocket. So he's the same threat he's always been, in my opinion. Now that you know where you're going, how, how much can you now focus on the details as opposed to wondering where you're playing? Yeah, we never had that in our mind, to be honest with you. Um, Coach Reed, I'm sure, hit it. Um, we just want to line up and play. The way I look at it is we were going to get on a plane no matter what. <laughs> you know, in this league, you get on the plane, and wherever you land, you go play the game. So it really didn't. I don't think our guys had that on their mind, to be honest with you. To follow up on what he asked about the blitz, and kind of phrase was about asking you to give away scheme stuff, but does this week to week from the Colts to, to Tom Brady sort of indicate just how much you sometimes have to change things up from week to week? I mean, Tom's not typically a guy you can bring a delayed linebacker. Yeah. Listen, it's always uh, week to week, depending on the team you're playing. And certainly the quarterback's the, the first guy, right? What can he do, can't do, and design your game plan around that. So it will be week to week. I mean, by nature, it'd be nice to always bring a lot of pressure. I just think it challenges all lines and quarterbacks. But he's one of those guys that figures it out pretty quick. Uh, so you got to pick your spots. What's, what's, what's the biggest challenge that you're going to face him? Obviously, the last time you played him in the Super Bowl, he had Antonio Brown, he had Gronkowski. Yeah. He'll be, they'll be bringing Mike Evans back. I think yeah. Chris Godwin may or may not be playing this game. So what, what, what type of challenges differently? Because he's someone that gets the ball out within, you know, two seconds. That's that, the, if I hit the nail on the head, I mean, it doesn't matter who he's throwing to. He gets it out really quick, so it makes it t hard to get him off the spot, which is what everybody says they want to do to Tom Brady, right? Um, and I'll tell you what, I, I, they still got players out there that I, obviously Mike's coming back, right, Mike Evans. And I think the tight end's really good. I think Cole Beasley will continue to be what he is. He's only was there a week, and the very first pass they, he threw to him was right on target. And that may, I mean, he just looked, they just looked natural there together. So I think he's got plenty of weapons. Um, it, it's going to be, like we talked about it in the meeting, it's, it's going to be about, first of all, stop the run game, because, <laughs> you know, I don't want to forget about that, because uh, Tom Brady is smart enough to take with what you give him, and, you know, he'll, he'll keep the big horse cranking. And then... Um, the other part of it is trying to affect, I always say, try to affect his targets, and that's what we try to do. Did you, did you come to learn what, what Chris Jones said, and, and whether you have or haven't, what, what's your message to him or lesson? Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not, I mean, I never went down that road. I mean, that's the head coach's uh, area. Um, the way I look at it is we all learn from it. And I think that's what Chris said. I thought Chris handled it really good. Uh, and then we move on. There's not much more, much more we can do about it now. I mean, the way. The lesson is, though, don't talk. I mean, the lesson is. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a, it's a heated, emotional game, right? But, um, I mean, that would be that would be what I would take from it, you know. How did you evaluate uh, Darius Harris? What did he do yeah. well? What can he do a little bit better? I'm glad you brought him up. I thought he did a really nice job. I mean, to I'm really happy for him in the years he's been here, and it's been like this. And then he gets an opportunity to go out there, and he knows he's going to play 60-some-odd plays in the game. And I thought he played real effective. I can only think of one play where I think he could have been better on. And he, and he works really well with Nick. Like, they're both really intelligent players, so they work really well together. I know he's uh, played 40-some in the past, but that's been a couple of years. Did you learn anything Talk about, about Darius? Him? Yeah. Did you yeah. learn anything about him specifically I, on Sunday? Or, or uh, I'll tell you, I'd say no only in that because I think he's been on a uphill trajectory since this whole training camp offseason. I just have seen a different man even when he came back, working out the whole thing. It's just, he just looks, he, he was different before, and I kind of expected him to go in there and do a good job, and he did. He really did. Steve, uh, on the subject of the blitz that they were talking about, the trend in the league, at least last year, I don't know where we are, just three games in, but was that less and less blitz, right? Dropping, dropping eight even, just coming with three. Yeah. 
Is that, you know, are you the change-up to everybody else's fastball when you do that? Is that something you take into account when you're scheming that the rest of the league is coming with less and dropping more? Yeah, I don't get into league um, trends, to be quite honest with you. I just, sometimes you can fall in a trap there. I think it's more about the guys you have, what you can and can't do, and then the people you're going against. Um, I don't know. I haven't studied it either. Um, but part of it's probably because of these quarterbacks get it out fast, and they're all athletic. A lot of them uh, nowadays, when you when you bring people and can get a free runner, they make you miss because they're so. I mean, you can think of all those quarterbacks I'm talking about, right? Uh, so maybe that's got people backing off a little bit. How do you feel about your pass rush when you're not blitzing? When you're uh, listen, um, we've got. I thought I thought Frank had a really good game. Um, I thought Frank did some things power-wise that I hadn't seen in a while, and I told him that. I think he's really effective when he does that. And Chris, you know, Chris was putting heat on guys. I just think it's where it needs to be. It's got to get better and better. We've got to get better at everything. Um, Coach, but not, not a weakness in any way. The, the response, like after the penalty, you guys still had a chance to stop him. Is that yeah. the disappointment factor? How yeah. hard is it for a, a group of guys to not to put that part away and say, we still have Yeah, to that's part of the lesson, right? I mean, so, okay, it was disappointing. It was a third and whatever, and uh, we had them backed up. They were going to punt the whole thing, and then everybody in their mind is, great, we stopped them. And, okay, it changed. Well, there's 428 on the board, or 438 or what it was, and we're up by four. It's still our job to seal the game. I mean, they could have, uh, I don't know, anything could have happened. They could have got the ball right back, or we would have been in the same situation. I mean, we were probably going to go, might have gone back out there, trying to protect a four-point lead anyway. And that's part of the job of the defense to stop. That was the disappointing. I, I thought we, it was a really good performance, right, for three and a half quarters. And then to have not done that at the end, that was the biggest disappointment. So we're in here grinding away, trying to make sure that doesn't happen again. Coach, you had, you had uh, the last couple of seasons, Terrell Suggs, you know, Melvin Ingram, and now you've got Carlos Dunlap coming in. Talk about his impact and what he's kind of done. Then yeah. Clark and how he had a good game. Yeah, Carlos did a really nice job, and I think Carlos, you know, the whole scheme's new to him, but he's a pro. I watch him in our unit meetings, and not only does he take notes and he's cerebral, but he asks questions, and he comes up with really good points, and he's not afraid to chime in and say, you know, what about that? He's, he's really good that way, uh, and he's made some really important plays for us. I mean, that sack fumble he had was just a relentless pass rush, and he's long, you know, so I, we're, we're real glad we have him, yeah. Okay, appreciate it. Yeah, you got it. Coach, so you don't know at this point where you're going to play. Maybe you do, we don't. But one's turf, a possibility. One's grass. You have a kicker you're kind of trying to work with. How do you do all that? Because I know you're, yeah. for detail, I mean, you've even gone to the Royals when there could be dirt there. So I know the turf is very important. That's a good question. How do you prepare when you aren't quite sure which kind of field you're going to be on? We're preparing for the grass right now. I mean, that's, I mean, uh, I'd be surprised if they move the game, you know, I mean, from everything that I'm hearing, but I don't, you know, I'm not in the know, but just rumors. So we're, we're ready for the grass. If it's turf, it's turf. We'll be fine. It's, it's not going to have an effect on Bucker or the other kicker, any, any, which one it is. So it doesn't really matter. Did you have a feel for Bucker? Uh, yeah, he had a real good day yesterday. You know, he, he, he came out and he kicked, and then the other kid did well too. So, you know, we still got to wait and see. He's just a little sore today, so we're not going to kick him today. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to uh, trying to get them ready for the game. So we're just going to listen to the trainers and whatever they say, we're going to do it. And it's going to come down right to the end until we have to make that decision who's going to be up and down. So you're not less optimistic about him now than you were at this time yesterday, even though he's not I'm not less optimistic, no. It's, it's, a, it's a normal. I mean, he hasn't done anything, you know, as far as uh, kicking, what, as much kicking as we did yesterday than he, you know, for a while now. So that's why he's sore. Okay. You know, it's, it's not... 
not unusual for him to be sore from, from the workout we did yesterday. What tells you if you need to go with Matthew Wright that he'll do uh, Feedback from Butker. Um, uh, we, we might kick him again before Sunday. We'll, we'll test him again. Uh, you know, and it, but, the, but the other kid's doing well. No, you I know, mean, if, if you need to kick with Matthew Wright in the game. If we need to kick with him, yep. Um, what tells you? That he can do it? He's, you, you can trust him maybe more than. Well, we brought two guys in to work out. He was he was the one that was better. Uh, none of either of the two guys that we brought in were at the other man, the other six men that we brought in the week uh, two weeks before. Um, so uh, these are two uh, different players that uh, had experience, you know, game experience, more game experience, and uh, and uh, Matt did a real good job in his workout. And he had a great workout yesterday. I know, I know it worked well with uh, in game one with Reed, but was there any thought to the process of having him kick? And would you do so? The uh, he's 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 strictly an emergency guy. You know, he can kick off. We feel comfortable that he can kick off. If you know, if we need it. But as far as a field goal kicker, um, you know, it's the operation. Uh, it's the amount of uh, percentages that he would make. The, the kicks is, is low, lower than a than a than a, uh, a NFL kicker that gets paid to do it. Okay, you know, so. Were you talking about emergency situation? Emergency, like if. No, no, no. I yeah, get that. no total emergency. My follow-up question was: um, You obviously had. Sky Moore returning, uh, returning kicks as far as I know. I don't think he's done it in his career. Is there any thought process to if McColl is healthy, putting him back there? Yeah, if McColl's ready to go, uh, he's he's a possibility. Um, but but Sky is a guy that I really believe will will be a good punt returner. Uh, we're sticking with Sky. We like Sky. Uh, if you noticed, um, you know he finished with a with a 12 yard return. Uh, he's he wants to do it. He's not hiding from it from it. I mean he wants to, he wants to be the guy. So. Uh, he made a mistake. Mistakes happen with young players, um, you know. And, and coach uh, sticks with guys. I stick with guys. You know, they make mistakes. We're coaches. We got to get them better. I mean, that's our job. <clears throat> and 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 I really believe that he uh, is going to be uh, a really good punt returner in this league. What about Pacheco? Were you inclined to yes. stick with him as well? Yeah, same thing. I mean, Pacheco slipped. He had, he made a hard cut and he slipped and fell. Uh, other than that, we got to block it up better on those other returns. Um, we were close. If you go back and look at the tape and really look at it, you'll see it. Um, there was a lot of good things that happened in that game. Tommy Tommy Townsend had an ex- excellent game, um, you know, which we're real proud of him that he was. He's also named uh, AFC Player of the Week. Month. So month. of the month of the month. That's right, of the month. So it's pretty impressive. What was just the, the frustrations of the several things that didn't go right? Uh, well, I mean, sometimes. You know, bad plays happen. You have to try to come back and make another good play. We just it didn't really happen for us. We we weren't able to, you know, get over the top and have a have a good play, a positive play. You know, besides the punts that happened there. I mean, which was which was real good. We just didn't get a good kick return, didn't get a good punt return. We got the twelve yarder, but uh, you know, and then obviously the fake field goal didn't work. You know, so uh, you know we tried tried to make a play. It feels like it kind of snowballs on you at a certain point. I mean, is that is that. It snowballs, but we got it. Yeah, they're un- unrelated. It was a uh, it was a rare game. Um, you know, it's something that uh, obviously we don't want to have happen. Obviously, but uh, it, usually a bad play, you can follow it up with some good plays. We've done that before in the playoffs. So we had a bad, two bad plays, and we came back and made three great plays. You know, that's what we were expecting. Yeah, the thing about our guys is a lot of pride in that room, and I know they're going to respond the right way. About the fake field goal. How much of that had to do with, hey, we think this play can work, and how much of it was? Most of it. Most of it was. A, we just didn't trust the kicker. No, most of it had nothing. It had a little bit to do with that, but not a lot. I mean, that's all part of it. But the situation where the ball was on the hash, uh, 
uh, what kind of look we had. Uh, you know, we felt like there was something that we could get. The fact that it was 11 to go, you thought that added to the element of surprise, right? That, sure, that, that, that all adds to it. You know, you, you, there's a lot of study that goes into a fakes. You know, uh, you know, I'm not a big fake. I don't run fakes. You know, just like create like you know this every game. You know, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of thought that goes into a lot of tape watch. Um, we felt like we could get it. You know, and and, and if he would have gotten the ball earlier, he, he might have had a shot. You know, if the ball would have came right out of Tommy's hand, we, we might have had it. Uh, I needed to do a better job of coaching the old line that they don't go downfield. I mean, that was something that the detail that 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 was my fault. You know, and the, and the calling it is my fault. I'll take full responsibility for both of those. But um, you know, when we call one, it's because there's a lot of study involved. It's not just something that gets called uh, for the for the situation in the game. Does the study include? Uh, you know, you've been doing this for a long time, and frankly, had a lot of success at it. You had a lot of success in returning kicks, but there's you know, when you study the analytics, are maybe kind of tilting towards don't bring it out. You guys bring it out from deep. You know, maybe fair catch everything. You know, we bring it out from deep in preseason. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, sure. But it is is has the game evolved to where the coverages are so good and the athletes are so good that it's getting harder? To it's get getting harder. There's no there was no question. It's getting harder because I, I I've lived through it. You know, I had Devin Hester when the coverage guys were. Used to be big O linemen covering down, you know, D linemen. There's nobody doing that anymore. I mean, they're all fast guys that can tackle in space. So, I mean, Devin changed the game, and I, I've seen this the whole thing change. And you're right, it has changed. You know, and you have to you have to seriously think about all those factors every week. But there was something. There was a situation where we felt like we can get it. Yeah, when, you watch, when you watch her fake day, was there anything that the Colts did well? Yes. Yeah. Fifty-eight. I, I can't remember his number, but fifty-eight. He he was he was on point. He, he you know he noticed it right away, and you know he kind of moved out outside, so he got better leverage, and that's why Tommy didn't throw the ball right away. He thought he felt like he was too tight to throw it. He kind of kind of pulled up. In practice, we practiced him. It wasn't as tight, so it was something that Tommy didn't see. You know, so he, he hesitated for a second. And he's not a quarterback, but he's he's pretty darn good for a punter. You know, he does a good job there, but. Uh, you know, little things like that. Those are details that that's my responsibility that I have to cover. You know, we just didn't practice that situation. Is he, is he taught in that situation? Like if the tank, if the coverage is tight, you certainly don't want to pick six. Yeah, if the, guy, if the guy falls down and he's rolling out, he's got to run. He's got to try to do something with it. So, I mean, obviously we told him that, but, you know. Yeah, you talk about um, getting more difficult to get a big return these days because how teams are covering. At what point? And kickers as well. Their kickers are better. They're moving the ball. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, at what point does it make more sense to get a guy who's maybe a good decision maker and a sure-handed guy as opposed to a, a game-breaker type of guy who maybe is a little well, more up and down in that regard? You want both. I mean, you, you really want both. So, I mean, I'm not a conservative guy. I'm an aggressive um, play caller. I'm an aggressive with... Uh, you know, with returns, we're going to come out when it's close to the goal line. We're going to do that. We're going to take shots on goal. Uh, and I think that's works to our advantage. You know, teams know that we're going to be aggressive, and uh, that's where we're always going to be as long as I'm here. What, what have the conversations with Scott been like as far as just his confidence and, and using it as? Yeah, that's a big thing. Confidence is huge. And, um, you know, the fact that he came, you know, he was right there every time. Every time we were getting ready to punt, he was standing right next to me, couldn't wait. Couldn't wait I mean, getting, they were getting ready to punt. He was ready to go back in. So that t tells me a lot. And then he was able to catch, you know, that last one and get 12 yards. And then practice was great all week. You know, we have confidence in him. He's, he's a young player who's going to get better and better.
couple more, Sam. I just want to make sure that I'm not misunderstanding something. You said you took responsibility for the play call. Do you have the freedom of the decision to call it's, the play there? Well, I, you know, I, I, I'm a, I recommend it to coach. Coach, I mean that's 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 on me. That's the way I look at. It. Coach will take responsibility for everything, right? But I'm telling you right now, I mean I, I could take I could take full blame on this one, All right? So Scott, well, I don't think we spoke too much of the game, but what was his reasoning with the pun? Was it with the sunlight? Because I know what the roof no, was. No, no, the, the roof and that, that had nothing. The thing being open had had nothing to do with it. It was just a a left-footed punter in a live situation. We don't, we don't have a left-footed punter that we practice all the time. I'm not trying to make all excuses for him, but it was a little bit of a bad ball read, and it got a, kind of turned away from him a little bit at late. He made the fair catch. Now it's just him and the ball. He's got to know that there's nobody else on the field, just him and the ball. And That's the mentality he's got to have. Yeah, and obviously it was you know, his first time doing it. hasn't returned to much. He probably knows people back at home or like, ah, because, you know, where, where the ball is up at, they score. What do you say to him when he comes back to the sideline to make sure that he's... Well, you don't want to crush his confidence, you know, I mean, so you're, you know, you're going to pick him up and guys, and, and our team does a good job with that. You know, we have great leadership. We, it wasn't like we were going to lose the game right there at that point. I mean, you know, it ended up, those kind of plays, when you lose a game, end up being magnified a lot more bigger than what they were. I mean, it was a big play, huge play in that game. We gave him confidence, uh, but... Our guys picked him up. When he came to the sideline, they were all picking him up. Go ahead, Sarendra. Dave, you have a hard and fast rule uh, on where don't catch beyond this no, line. No, no, we don't. Do you have, because here, here's, here's why. We talked about this before, but the punters are, are so good now. You know, when that, they, can, they can land the ball on the five, and, and that thing could spin back. You know, or it could spin, you know, actually just dribble down and get on the one. You know, so it's not, it's not a steadfast rule now anymore because the punters are so good. Is it like it's hang time. It's hang time, and guys covering you. You know, we want to try to either try to steal it, or we want to try to make a fair catch. Even if it's on the eight or nine, you're better off playing offense there than you are on the one. Is it, so is it something that varies? Like, hey, this game, this guy's really good. Yes. Oh okay. yeah. Sure. So That's game there, to game. There is an edict when you go out there for each game. No question. Okay. No question. Yeah, I saw you uh, on the sideline right before the open kickoff in Indianapolis. You were talking to Brian Cook. You just try to calm him down after what happened against the Chargers. <laughs> uh, he had a great game last week, so I mean, I, he, he's to be commended for that because he, uh, you know, had some blunders in that other game, and then he came back and he was, he was one of our best guys last week. He played great. Do you remember talking to him? Uh, the I don't. I, no, not right. really. I I can't remember. I can't last one, Karen. Coach, just the honor for Tommy Townsend. How has he progressed, and why was this month? You know, he was honored for. Um, what is he doing that is really progressing him along? His consistency is, is really good. Like you've seen his some of his bombs before. Like he'll hit a bomb right. and then maybe right. not a so not 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 a great punt, and then his averages are not good. He's consistently putting good hang time, deep balls out there, and our coverage is getting down there. We're covering him for him, and it's working well right now. But it's way early. I mean, it's way early. We only got three games in, and uh, he's got to he's got to be consistent throughout the rest of the year to be better than he was last year. Thanks, All right. Thanks, Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place. 
to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, you know, uh, I think we're looking towards this game just like any other game. You know, we have a we have a goal that we want to achieve, and that's to win this game. So I think everybody's you know pretty fired up about that. Uh, obviously, not too many of the guys are still here from uh, that year, but uh, the guys that are here, you know, we've talked about it and everything, and you know, everybody's just kind of ready to go. Creed, I have to ask you about Shaq Barrett's comments. <coughs> kind of noted that they feel like they can dominate and have a quote coming out party when you guys hear something like that how much is that motivating even more for a certain game yeah you know I don't really pay attention to any of that type of stuff uh you know I, I come in and do my job here and that's what I'm focused on so uh you know for me it's just coming in making sure I do my job and go out and execute on Sunday how about your teammates them, does that get them going is it a motivator for any of the other guys not really. We haven't talked about anything. You know, we're just focused on the game, focused on executing. So that's what we're going to do. So. So what about this defense? You know, Todd Bowles is known for great defense, and we've been talking about the layers they have, the line, and everything else. What are you looking at? What what catches your attention when you look at them? Yeah, really a mixture of talent and scheme. Uh, you know, they they have a good defense for sure. Very talented players. Uh, whether that's the D line, the linebackers, the secondary, they have talented players. You know, all throughout. And, uh, you know, their D.C. does a great job with their schemes, too. So it's, it's going to be a tough challenge for us. But uh, we're, we're excited to get after it. Barry Painter was pretty blunt when he was in here. You know, he said, you guys got your asses kicked. Is, is that a motivating factor this week? I mean, do you feel, is there a greater intensity, especially from what the coaches are demanding from you this week? Yeah, you know, I think any time you lose a game uh, like that, uh, you're ready to get that taste out of your mouth. So, uh, you know, everybody's been... Uh, We've, we've had a really good week of practice so far. Everybody's been fired up and really focused and just ready to go out there and, you know, uh, try to change that and, you know, get back to winning and things like that. So uh, everybody's really motivated right now. Everybody's executing well in practice, and uh, we're practicing with intent, which is very good right now. So, Are there things that you learned from that Colts game, though, especially on the pass protection that you feel like you can apply towards Tampa? Yeah, you know, uh, they do uh, – their schemes aren't really too similar, but uh, for us, you know, it's just about executing. That's that's what it is for us. So we're going to go out there and making sure we execute better this week. Creed, uh, the you know, I don't. You talk about Eric Bieniemy saying, you know, you got your ass kicked and everything. 
uh, it was a tight game. Like it seemed like everything could have, that could go on for you guys on both sides of the ball, special teams did. Yet you're still sitting there up four. Do you take anything from that, or is it does it make it more painful, or is that stuff you can build on that you know it really was kind of an avalanche of you know mistakes and problems? Yet you were still in a position to win the game. Yeah, you know I think it uh it kind of shows this team what we're capable of whenever we're doing things the right way and. Uh, Really, you know, executing our job well on any given Sunday uh, kind of shows us what we could do and what we can be. So I think uh, we took from that for sure, uh, and we're gonna, you know, go out there and you know try to turn it around and get a you know different result this week. And I know it's an emotional game, and based upon our conversations with you, I assume you're not the most conversational guy on the uh, on the field. But is there kind of a code of the road of what you can and can't say if the refs are around? I'm obviously alluding to Chris Jones got a penalty. A lot of people are upset, right? It's just talk. I mean, it's an emotional game. Guys talk. Is there kind of a code of conduct? Like, you're like this is the magic word that'll set it off? Or yeah, you know, I'm not really sure. Uh, I don't really talk out there at all. Whenever I'm out there, you know, I kind of just do my job. So I don't, I don't really know. But uh, yeah, you'd probably have to ask somebody else. Okay. Couldn't you always going to be tied to Nicole because you guys were a part of the same draft class? <clears throat> um, I just wonder, from your vantage point, what makes Nick exceptional? Yeah, I mean, Nick is. A very talented player. He's awesome to watch, and uh, you know I think it's a it's a mixture of things. You know his instincts are extremely good. Uh, he's very instinctual. Then you pair that with you know how he studies. You know how he sees the field. Kind of being able to see what's coming before it comes. Things like that. You know it helps him a lot. And I mean he's 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 a great player. Creator, are you noticing that even if he can't get into specifics, just defensive linemen treating him differently this year after a full year of tape? Not really. No. Uh, not they haven't really treated me any different, you know. Uh, they're going to go out there and they're going to do their scheme. They're going to do what their coach to do every week. So uh, for us, it's our job to handle that. Thanks, Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I mean, just a combination of things. Uh, you know, I've been I've been working on a lot of things in the off season with my leg swing. Um, and you know, it's it's nice to see that you know, like really starting to like pan out and you know, start to uh, yeah, piece some things together with that. But um, just that, and then uh, just you know, the mental side, like going into the season, I just feel really good. Um, you know how I ended the year last year. Um, just able to take some cues over from last season. You know, carry them over into this year. What was kind of going through your mind on the, on the fake field goal, especially, you know, as that Coach Joe said, that it didn't work out the way you guys were hoping as far as the coverage goes, and 58 was right there on the tight coverage. Yeah. What was kind of your focus on that play? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously I want to get the ball out as quick as I can, um, and I didn't do that, so, um, you know, that's kind of on me, so... Uh, yeah, well, like when I put the ball down, popped up to roll out. It looked like the linebacker was coming down a lot faster than he was. Um, so I just kind of hesitated a little bit. And, uh, and yeah, I just got the ball out a little bit late. And then, yeah, you know, obviously every time you run a fake, you want it to go well. Um, but, you know, unfortunately that, yeah, that wasn't the, uh, the reality this time. So, yeah. You have these moments in games sometimes where you, you have the punt and you, you get pretty fired up and it's, it seems like you're, you're in the zone. Yeah. What do you think it takes for you to, to maybe reach that area um I guess like the biggest thing is like um just kind of like getting into a groove early you know you you hit a couple hit a couple balls really well early on in the game then um yeah you just you know you just get this feeling like you just can't miss like the ball just looks huge you drop it the ball looks huge so um that's always a great feeling and that's something you know I'm always like striving for and uh 
you know, a, a lot of it's just the preparation pregame, you know, just like walking the field and doing a lot of visualization and, um, and really just like, you know, just visualizing, you know, like how the ball is going to fly in the air and like in the stadium. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so it's just a lot of, lot of mental preparation. So are you glad that you know where you're going to play? You know it's going to be grass. You know you guys are in Tampa. You don't have to think in the back of your mind about turf in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean that's you know that that's not a decision for me to make. Um, but you are know. you glad though that that decision is made? Um, yeah, I'm glad a decision's made, uh, you know, just so, you know, I can start mentally preparing for, you know, where we're going to play just because, you know, obviously Tampa, Minnesota are two completely different environments. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that a decision's made with that, but, uh, but yeah, you know, my heart goes out to all the Floridians, you know, as a fellow Floridian, I got a bunch of friends down in Fort Myers and, um, in that area. So, uh, so yeah, just heart goes out to them. How much have you grown from the last time you played there? Maybe one of the worst games of your career in the Super Bowl and just Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, but obviously this is a, this is sort of a full circle moment for you. Just how much do you think you've grown from that game to where you are? Yeah, now? I mean in an incredible amount. I mean obviously I was a young player and that's no excuse. Um but uh but you know a lot of stuff goes into it, a lot of stuff that, you know, yeah, people don't see a lot of stuff that goes into it, but um you know, obviously when you go out and you you play in big games, like obviously you want to play well. Um and I mean that's a couple of years ago. Like I don't I don't think about that game ever. You know I've moved on. I've grown. I've learned a lot from it. Um, my preparation is completely different now from how it was then. So um, that's just something that was in the past and something that happens. It's not something that I really think about. I've grown from it. I've moved on. And uh, yeah, just trying to keep keep doing what I'm doing right now. I don't know if the visualization part of that pregame is, is one of those new changes, but is there an example of is this something I did pregame as a rookie versus what I do now, and it, and it obviously um, translates I, to better performance? I mean, there's a lot of different stuff that goes on. Um, I have my own personal mental cues and stuff like that, and like I don't, stuff that I don't really want to like share just because it's sacred to me and what I do in my preparation. And same thing with Harrison. Um, he's got a bunch of things that are sacred to him in his preparation that he wants to keep unique to him. and. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things. Like, yeah, we just want to keep it, keep some things to ourselves, and we don't want to, we don't want to, um, you know, just like a magician, we don't want to tell how our, tell about like all our tricks, whatever the saying is. You know, yeah. I know you guys practice, you know, different fakes, different plays throughout training camp and everything. But uh, does it work that like, hey, you know, Dave had something on tape, and all week it's like we're going to do this, mm -hmm. or is it just a club that's in the bag? You guys practice it every week, and we're going to go get it whenever. You know, maybe the situation feels like it. Yeah, I mean, it really just depends Did on you the. You know, going into that game, we're going to do this at some point. Uh, yeah, it it just depends on the game. It depends on the situation. Um, you know, we have different stuff up for you know different teams each week, and uh, and this was a fake that we'd been practicing specifically for, um, for Indianapolis, and uh, and yeah, we just saw some things on tape and it looked really good, and um, yeah, unfortunately it didn't work out. Can't say that. Uh, I'm I'm not a little bit upset about my you know my completion percentage, but um, <laughs> but it is what it is. Matt, last one. Hey, you've kicked in the stadium before, and certainly it doesn't sound like even with the game on it, the weather's going to be great. Mm. What are kind of the intricacies, especially in kicking in poor conditions, and in this stadium in particular? 
Yeah, um, I mean, Tampa's a pretty open stadium, um, so it gets a little breezy. And, of course, like right there, you know, on the coast and right there on the bay, it, it definitely gets a little breezy. So um, it's one of those things, like I, like I have, like, apps and stuff like that. Like I check the wind and, uh, and all that, like going into the week, just so I can, you know, kind of like plan on what I'm going to get and, uh, and kind of see that through just so, you know, when I step out on the field and I'm walking the field pregame, I'm not, you know, completely shocked by, you know, what's going on. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, like a lot of the preparation comes pregame as well. Just like, you know, going through doing my drops and, you know, having my mental cues, you know, set for that game of what I need to do and like how I need to be prepared based on, you know, the, the, um, just like the weather, wind, all that stuff. Great. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks.